Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You know, we've talked a lot about the issue of chronic pain and the people who suffer and struggle with chronic pain. You've heard the people who are struggling. You've heard their family members. You've heard some very disturbing stories. And there's over a million people, as I understand it, in this country who are dealing with chronic pain. Some of them are dealing with, many of them are dealing with absolutely abhorrent realities. And they're being cut off from their prescription medications, opioid medications, in many cases, arbitrarily cut off. And we've heard patients say that their doctors told them, uh, I'm cutting you off this, or I'm weaning you off it, or I'm arbitrarily cutting back on you, on your medications, because I don't want to lose my license. Now, when you talk to uh, colleges of physicians and surgeons, they say that's not going to happen. But I talk to patients who tell me that repeatedly, that this is exactly what happened to them and continues to happen to them. The College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario sent out a, a, a notice to doctors in the province instructing them to not arbitrarily, dramatically cut the uh, opioid medications for the chronic pain patients. And yet it's going on. And what is the college doing about it? I'd like to ask them, but even though they initially agreed to come on this program, have their president appear on this program or their registrar, I can't remember whether it was the president or the registrar, one of them. I'm happy to have them both on the show together anytime. Uh, they then rescinded, turned away and said, no, they weren't going to do it. Maybe my questions are a little too direct. I don't know. But people are suffering. People are struggling. Barry Ulmer is the executive director of the Chronic Pain Association of Canada. And the CPAC did a study, a survey of the agony inflicted on pain patients across this country not long ago. And the Chronic Pain Association of Canada insists the Canadian Pain Task Force, which was put together by the government, is failing chronic pain patients dramatically. By the way, you may remember Dr. Alex, uh, I think it was, uh, Crabtree was on the show from UBC. I, I apologize if I, if I mispronounced her first name. But she was on this program a couple of months ago, and uh, UBC and Dr. Crabtree had conducted a study which showed that of deaths related to drug involvement, only just over 2% involved solely prescription opioids. The rest were combinations of street drugs and other illicit uh, drugs. So it's only just over 2%. And uh, Dr. Crabtree told us on the air that it's time for a new methodology uh, to be employed in Canada as far as prescribing uh, or re refusing to prescribe prescription opioids is concerned for pain patients. So Barry Elmer is with us, Executive Director of the Chronic Pain Association of Canada. And we also have Maggie with us. She is an Ontario resident. I'm not going to tell you where she lives. It's not important. But what is happening to her is important. Maggie, how are you? I'm okay, thank you. You're not okay. No, I'm in a lot of pain. How often is the pain part of your life? Uh, 24-7, actually. And on a scale of 1 to 10, where would it be? Um, most days it's about an 8, but it does get worse as the day goes by and 
becomes closer to 10. And it severely limits everything you can do in your day, correct? Definitely. Simple things that we all take for granted, like personal hygiene, like cooking for yourself, that sort of thing. Exactly. Exactly. I haven't been able to take a shower in over a year. How long have you had this pain? Um, it's, uh, it's been about 25 years, but it's gotten progressively worse over the last 15. And what, is go what shocked me, I'm sure he's going to shock many people listening to this program right now, is what happened to you. Now, you were, um, you, you found with the, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so correct me if I say anything that's incorrect here. With the, um, working cooperatively with your doctor, you found a dosage of uh, opioid prescription medication, perfectly legal, it's available to be prescribed. You found a dosage that restored some quality of life for you, yeah. right? Yes, that's correct. So if I were to say to you today, Maggie, can you go out this afternoon? Could you go do some Christmas shopping? Could you go for a walk? Can you get in a car with a, a family member, somebody in your household, and go somewhere? What's the answer to those questions? Definitely not. I'm, I'm unable to move off this couch for, or the bed for more than about a minute at a time. A minute at a time. Yeah. So how long has this, I want to get to the point where your medications were cut. How long has this current situation been going on? Um, almost five years. Now here's what's going to surprise people. How much medication were you on? Um, 2.5 mils of injectable hydromorphone. A day. Is that correct? Per day? Yep. 2.5 milligrams. That's correct. What happened when you were told that this 2.5 milligrams, which is a tiny dosage, this 2.5 milligrams was going to be stopped? How were you told? Um, doctor said that uh, he was being um, shadowed by another doctor because he thought he was over-prescribing and that struck me as hilarious because this doctor is a pain specialist and that's what he does. And um, so he said he wanted to wean me off the uh, opioids and try me on some other uh, medications. Um, I tried about three or four different ones. One helped for about uh, three months and then stopped. And uh, I've, I've been without any pain help since then. So you did what your doctors asked you to do, to try? I tried everything he asked me to try, yes. This became so bad for you that you applied for MAID. Oh, twice, yes. 
And what did they tell you? Well, after going through the process, filling out all the reams of documentation and getting all the signatures and everything, a doctor came to my home and did an evaluation and then told me that because pain wasn't going to kill me, that I wasn't to be considered for a mate. Cody sends email to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Chronic pain patients in Canada and the U.S. are victims of politicians acting like they care about drug addicts and people who overdose. It's lazy policy that does nothing for addicts and harms people like Maggie. It's sickening, writes Cody. Maggie, hold on. I'm going to talk to you again in a minute. Just catch your breath. Um, Barry Ulmer is the executive director of the Chronic Pain Association of Canada. Barry, how unusual is Maggie's story? Oh, it's not unusual at all, Roy, and, and it's just simply getting worse uh, with the with the COVID thing as well. It just just grows and grows and grows. When you say it's getting worse, what's happening? Well, more and more people are are, are losing their doctors. Um, they're not uh, able to to get out and see doctors because of the restrictions, uh, and 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 other doctors are simply dropping out of the field because they're still being, I guess. Uh, persecuted by the colleges, even though the, the colleges indicate that they're not doing that. The fact is, they are. So you, the Chronic Pain Association, your association, uh, did a study, a survey of pain patients in this country. What did you come away with? Well, it just, uh, just told us how, how really dreadful the problem was, and uh, people are out there suffering needlessly, and uh, things have to change. So, so when you uh, when you, when you know about the uh, Canadian Pain Task Force, which was, if I understand this correctly, put together by the government, uh, what are they doing that's useful, and how often do they uh, actually, you know, confer with you, with the Chronic Pain Association of Canada? How useful is their work? Would you say, and how often do they communicate with you? Well, actually, they've uh, they've never communicated with us. Uh, in fact, uh, we, we've sent out information, and so on and so forth, and we've made a point to them that uh, when when the when it was chosen, it, it seemed to have uh, been pre-filtered or hand-picked, so they would get people on it who would represent views of, of 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 other than what we had basically, and which continues on. In fact, the, the chair of one of the co-chair of of that committee has blocked us from sending her information. So uh, they have. Oh, that's helpful. To us, you know. That's helpful, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. How many chronic pain patients are there in Canada? Well, the numbers vary, but I, we would estimate around a total of 8 million, and out of that there would be around around 2 million who suffer from severe pain, who, who are much like Maggie and have trouble uh, getting any type of care because it's just not there. So would it be fair to say that uh, a significant number, um, a significant minority, a slight majority or a large majority of the two million or so chronic pain patients who find themselves in a situation similar to Maggie, would it be fair to say that they are worried and with cause? Oh, without a doubt, terribly worried. So what happens to them? Uh, I guess they they end up like Maggie, suffering, uh, and uh, uh, some of we're getting more calls about the MAID program as well, which of course we're not involved in, but I understand stand the reasons for it, and uh, more and more like that, and, and of course there uh, there has been suicides, which we'll never know the the real numbers because they don't track it. 
Yeah, I remember speaking with a um, an anesthetist who was very active in the pain field. Used to come on this program, doesn't any longer. Um, and uh, she said that the, I think there were four stages. One was pain. The second was social isolation. The third was depression. The fourth was suicide. You heard that too, huh? Yep. Those numbers in that order. Yep. Maggie, I, I don't want to ask you this question, but I, I know why you're doing this. I know why you're talking to us today. It's not, you're not doing it just for you because you want your story told. You want people to understand what pain patients like you are enduring. When, when did you decide, God, I hate asking this question. When did you decide that dying was preferable to the agony that you're enduring? Um, it was uh, shortly after I was taken off my meds and uh, I had been to local hospitals a couple of times and been treated like an addict who is looking for a high and they just made me wait for hours upon hours on end and then finally would reluctantly give me an injection and send me home and then I'd go to bed that night and I'd pray that I wouldn't wake up next morning and unfortunately I do and it just starts all over again has anybody suggested to you different options different choices of treatment other than medications um, somebody directed you to different options and opportunities yes yes actually um, there's a program run by the Ottawa General Hospital which I did attend, and um, the it consisted of um, several different disciplines, occupational therapy, um, psychology, but they had a GP, um, a couple other ones that I can't recall, yeah. and um, I attended it. It was about... Um, several months long and um, uh, after seeing the GP twice the second time she told me that there was nothing more they could do for me and uh, and what you need is that 2.5 milligrams yeah. of injectable prescription medication and that was flatly refused that's flatly all you need refused. That provides you with some quality of life and would allow you to get on with your life at least yeah, I could, somewhat. I could actually do some of the things. Yeah. Maggie, um, I'm going to personally, I'm going to stay in touch with you as I do with other pain patients. Okay. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for talking to us today. And I'll stay in touch with you and see if we can find some way to help you. Maybe somebody in the medical profession who's listening in the Ottawa area has a heart. Yeah. Barry, what's the uh, contact information for the... Uh, Chronic Pain Association. Uh, it's uh, email is cpac at chronicpaincanada.com. 
Okay. See, you know, right, see like say that, you know, I, I, I doubt that, that even with this task force, we'll, we'll ever have a pain strategy, at least coming from these types yeah. of whole consultations. They're smoke and mirrors, and, and uh, it continues on. Okay. And it's under the auspices of, of course, the Canadian Centre on Substance. Barry, Barry, uh, sorry, I have to stop you, but we will do this again. Okay. And, and the website is, real quick? Uh, www.chronicpaincanada.com. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.